Snappers, you may remember a story we did a while back about an innocent man convicted of a murder and the prosecutor who worked to get him free. Well, this story, again, comes from our same friend, Aaron Owens, and takes place after he was freed from prison. Please understand, because of the context, we use certain language that good people will find offensive. Aaron Owens was in the business of saving the lives of men convicted of terrible crimes. He worked for a death penalty consulting firm. If they hire our firm, we would just about guarantee that they wouldn't get the death penalty. Aaron's firm would bring a battalion of convincing witnesses to testify at the penalty phases of trials. The newspaper reporter, who attended executions and drew portraits of the executed, family members of the executed, prison wardens. But Aaron's testimony was the most powerful because it revealed room for error in the justice system. He himself had nearly been executed for a crime he did not commit. So even the most despicable criminals, he argued, ought perhaps just to be sentenced to life in prison, just in case. Well, when I took the stand, I'd say stuff like, uh, I was neither for or against the defendant, that I was just here to tell my story. And my story would start out that it was 12 people such as yourselves that convicted me who actually believed that I was the man who had committed that crime. There is a chance that this person is not guilty. Aaron testified all over the country, and in each city, he saved the life of a convicted criminal. In the times that I had testified, no one was uh, executed. New York, Atlanta, uh, San Jose, uh, that was the most interesting In the courthouse in San Jose, Aaron met with the family of the convict on trial before he took the stand. I had assured him that I was going to do everything I could to help them. The mother was, she seemed so sad, you know, and I could see her losing her son. I really did assure her that I was going to get him off. I'm going to do that, so don't even worry about it. This time, more than ever before, he felt his obligation was personal. And when I went to that that court... As I was walking down the aisle, first I looked at his family, kind of nodded as if to say, you know, I got it covered, you know, I'm going to take care of your son here. And a couple of steps farther, I looked and I saw who I was getting ready to testify for. And he looked at me for a long period of time, and I saw straight hatred in this man's eyes. And then as I passed by him, He kind of spat and said, effing nigger. My blood pressure was so high, if I could have got to him, I probably would have choked his tongue out, you know. And with that, I just took one step and did a bout face, you know, and walked straight out of that courtroom, you know. Helped that punk. Because of not so much as what he had said to me, but he had said it to me who was coming there to save his life. And that's what I was there for. And yet... He uh, detested my being. He looked at me as not even a person. As he walked out of the courtroom, the convict's family scrambled into the hallway after him. His mother looked him in the eyes and pled. Aaron, Aaron, please don't go. The mother was crying. She was saying, please don't pay him any attention. And the words that got me was when she said, if you don't do it for him, would you please do it for us? 
If I didn't testify, they, they would have given him the death penalty. And, I, and the whole family was around me. And, you know, and I looked around and saw that family and I said, I certainly can. I mean, it was without a doubt, I can do it, you know. Immediately, I thought of them. I went back in and I probably gave the better performances that I ever have, you know, to get him off. The convict was sentenced to life without parole. And for several years afterwards, Aaron got a Christmas card in the mail from the convict's mother, thanking him again for saving her son's life. Later on, how I felt about it, I felt very, very good about me growing up a little bit because there was a time that I can remember, I don't care how many families would have said something to me, I wouldn't have did nothing for him. My mind would never have left that little small world that he lived, he was in. But I've grown since then, you know, quite a bit. A big thanks to Mr. Owens for sharing his story with the SNAP. It was produced by our own Anna Sussman. You are listening to Snap Judgment, and to hear more stories, visit snapjudgment.org.